Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. I am Mike Fenn. This is Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you Hello. doing? I am on cloud nine after the latest episode of AEW Dynamite. We will get into it. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm so excited. It was really good. It, it was a weird episode because it wasn't the best episode they've done. And in fact, it had a lot of like almost, I would I would say like half the episode was sort of like, huh, I don't really like that. But the, uh, the, the highs that they had were as high mm-hmm. as they get, were as high yeah, as they fucking get. I love this episode just because of the highs. Like I, yeah, I've yeah, even forgotten all the stuff I didn't even like. I'm sure when we get into it, I'll remember. But just I, I was like physically high after that. Yeah, when when that. I when I was when I was making my notes for this episode, I was like, I don't even want to talk about this shit. I, I just want to talk about what happened <laughs> at the end. I don't. I don't want to talk about this. Who cares mm-hmm. about this? And you yeah. know what? Maybe we'll just like just like go quick it. quickly yeah. through some of those things that weren't so hot just so we can move on to the just so we can get quicker to what we want to talk about but first i'll talk about the news and it's not really news this week but um being the elite was very funny this week and the reason why the reason why it was so funny was because the main event last week between um with the young bucks and the good brothers versus the dark order was the most edited match in AEW history because the good brothers kept doing Jack jerking off jokes and, Mm -hmm. and weed smoking jokes in the match. And they had to edit it all out for TNT and they showed some of the clips where, you know, like there, there's a thing that, um, Matt Jackson does where, uh, he smokes a, he fake smokes a cigarette and then puts it out on the guy's back before mm-hmm. he hits him with a move. I think it's might be a power bomb. I don't know. It's a power bomb. It's a reference to JBL. He used to do that back in the day. Okay. Yeah, so uh but it's when they were going for it, it was their first attempt at the triple power bomb. And the good brothers start to, but they do it where uh, <laughs> Gallows takes a takes a hit from a joint, and then he passes it to to Anderson. And he takes a hit, and then he goes to pass it to Matt Jackson. And Matt Jackson goes, "No, I'm straight edge," and he waves yeah. it off, and then they pass it back to Gallows again, and he takes a final hit. And then, but they had to edit it out, which is it's really funny for the crowd that's there, and obviously Matt Jackson was in on it because he mm-hmm. did the whole he interacted with it. Yeah, but uh, they had to edit it out, and also all of the uh, they they told Gallows he has to cool it with the dick swinging of the belt. Yeah, with his title. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "What? You don't let yeah, the the biz cliz can't do stuff with their own with their own kids, and you can't yeah. smiz the whiz." <laughs> <laughs> and no, just the intro to this BTE. It's not for everybody. I heard some people complaining about it that. They said it was childish, but I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, it's very childish, but that's what makes it funny to see such a large man like Gallows act like that. I, I never liked the the biz cliz stuff. I thought it was stupid, but on mm-hmm. being the elite, I was rolling laughing. Yeah, and yeah. the rest of it is—I don't even remember what the rest of the episode was, but it's. Just watch that five-minute intro. It's one of yeah. the funniest things I've seen. Yeah, how they all did just bust out laughing. Well, I'm, I'm sure they had to do multiple takes, but... They did. They did bust out laughing. 
Yeah. Like they, they couldn't get through it. The Bucks were yeah. busting a gut. Yeah. All right. So uh Impact this which there wasn't much AW on it. Um it was the usual paid ad by Tony Khan. Once again, it seemed to be drunk Tony Khan. Um this time yeah. he actually had a drink, but it was a coconut because they were doing it for Beach Bash. Beach break, yeah. And it was weird. It was funny. Shivani had like a shark on his head, right? Yeah, he had like shark (laughs) glasses. It's just this weird, drunk, heel Tony Khan persona Mm -hmm. that he's doing, which is, it's kind of funny. It's it's fun. And uh, he said that, uh, he's like, everyone at Impact, they're getting really angry at me. They're saying that I'm turning this into my own personal fantasy league. They're saying I'm not taking this seriously. He's like, but honestly, I'm having the time of my life. I'm making emotional decisions, which is unlike me. He's like, prior to showing up in in Impact, I never would have allowed Moxley to go to New Japan and and defend his title. But you know what? I'm going to let it happen. I never would have let him go fight Kenta, but I'm going to let it happen. And he's like, and he's like, and you know what? I'm looking forward to making a lot more emotional decisions. Yeah. So I can't wait to for what's coming down the line. And again, I think he was actually drinking out of that coconut because he sure seems he to get drunker and drunker. Yeah. I imagine month. they filmed a lot of these all at once and it's just they keep drinking. They just get they get drunker and drunker. As they and go. we know he likes to drink. He likes mm-hmm. to party. Yeah. With with the yeah. pre pre COVID the wrestlers would always post pictures of them all out partying after like pretty much every dynamite white claws and yeah all right so on dark this week i'm only going to highlight one match um but it was uh it was the weekly ray phoenix challenge where he highlights and puts over a young skilled wrestler and last week was baron black this week was casey navarro it was a very fun match um he wins all these matches. We know what it is, but he puts them over. He makes them look great. It's just like, okay, right, this is like, it's like, this is your initiation. Now you've made it mm-hmm. match. And it's awesome. If you're going to watch one match, it's always the Ray Phoenix match against whoever he faces. He makes yeah. them look like a million bucks every single time. Yeah. He's incredible in the ring. And it's always, he's just always fun to watch no matter who he's wrestling. And Casey Navarro is, he's a funny guy to watch. He's uh, hes good, and he's got a lot of character. I don't know if he'll end up in AEW, because they've got a lot of small guys who can move and fly and all and all that fun stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. he's good. He's funny. Okay, so Dynamite this week. So again, this is a very, this was Beach Break, um, yeah. one of their special episodes, and this was a very hyped episode of yes. wrestling, and I thought it partially delivered. There were some lows, but the highs were as high as it gets. Yeah, for sure. There's one or two really good matches, and then a lot of really just amazing reveals mm-hmm. that can't be topped. So what were your expectations? Oh, well, sorry. So the first match was the Tag Team Battle Royal. And uh, Brad, what were your expectations for this match uh, going into it? Going into it, I didn't really have any because I kind of figured the outcome was what was going to happen before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have any. I knew the Young Bucks, anytime they're involved in a multi-man match like this, they usually can book it out to where it's pretty fun. 
Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I enjoyed the match. It wasn't the, the best Battle Royal AEW's done, but kind of already knowing the outcome, kind of, you already knew. I already knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll break it down a little bit. Um, I'm not going to name every elimination that happened because there are a lot of them, but I'll name, uh, I'll call out a few significant ones. Um, and uh, yeah, so in w- within this match, it's both uh, both members of the team have to get eliminated, and the I winner... like that they do that though. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, because in the previous one. Um, I think it was Matt Jackson got no Nick Jackson got eliminated early, and Matt Jackson mm-hmm. ended up staying until the very end and winning. Yeah, yeah. to get the uh, and that, that amazing super kick on Sammy Guevara in that first one too, where he looked like he killed. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did a really cool uh, promo or uh, package of the previous mm-hmm. one of these that they did last year, also heading into uh, Revolution. So Revolution. this 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 looks like it's going to be a yearly thing where they're going to do this match heading into revolution which is cool it's something to look forward to yeah i like that it's like how new japan does the same tournaments every year it you start to do something over and over and then people can look forward to it yeah so. you you learn you learn to expect it and then you can mm-hmm. look back through the history and yeah. you can run like i always love the new japan videos that they do before these tournaments where they run through or before title matches where they run through the history yeah. of all yeah. of the different winners yeah, they can do that going forward. The they they're building AW history, so that mm-hmm. that's really fun. So this match started off with a sort of started off super hot with uh yeah. Matt and Nick Jackson doing um swantons off the uh not swantons sentons off sentons, the yeah off the stage. off the entrance ramp off the stage mm-hmm. onto the guys there's some guys on the floor so so it spills out onto the floor right right at the beginning and then they all hop in the ring and it's yeah. just chaos before it's... we get too far oh yeah the, the beginning uh inner circle comes out because like pretty much everyone in yes. the inner circle but wardlow is in it and they come out to do their pose but i think since they were going to be pressed for time they went straight to the acclaimed rapping and they you all see them like what the hell and then they walk down, and you see Jericho mouth to Rick Knox, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> and that made me laugh right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, the acclaims stepped all over the inner circles, yeah. uh, all over their entrance because Jericho's relishing and people singing his song. And then all of a sudden, uh, the acclaims music comes in, and Matt Caster's rapping, and he's like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. And Jericho would be the type of guy to hate that too, because he he seems to be the type of persona that would hate rap as well. Yeah, like, who, the, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. And then so they yeah jumped on him and they started the brawl. Yeah, so they're on the outside, and then they all uh, like rush into the inside. It's it's a it's really cool because most battle royals they do the one person enters at a time mm-hmm. thing, so you don't often see everybody in there all at yeah. once so it was just mayhem and um yeah one really cool elimination hager eliminated reynolds he was on the he was on the the apron and he grabs reynolds they said by the hair but he grabbed him by the head and flipped him over his head yeah that was nuts by the head yeah, i was, was like nuts. how it was like a suplex just using a man's head and yeah. it was really cool and then santana ortiz eliminate mac jackson like two minutes into this match with just yeah, that was nuts with just a back body drop just a double back mm-hmm. just nothing onto the ramp i was like oh shit okay they're doing it again mm-hmm. um 
MJF is just chilling in the corner. Yeah, he does. Just, he just hunkered down. He only comes into the match whenever he can. Get only a like he always somewhere. does that, and Tony Schiavone always calls it out mm-hmm. every time. He's like, he's like, why is it that MJF never does anything? <laughs> Which I love. I love the hatred Tony has for MJF. He hates that little shit. Yeah, um, he always was he always called like the rat or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Nick Jackson eliminates both Santana and Ortiz, which was yeah, it's a little uh, sad they got eliminated so early in the match. Yes, I was sad they got eliminated early, but I think again it's fueling what's to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely playing into the, the storyline that they're doing. The Good Brothers on the outside eliminate Isaiah Cassidy, which feeds yeah. into their feud and impact. So yep. he just and grabs, he he pulls it. down the rope and just grabs Isaiah Cassidy and and drags him out of the ring like he's almost. Yeah, from uh, that was nuts. He he just did the he did the almost spot from the Royal yeah. Rumble. <laughs> um, and then Nick is super pissed at him, like, "What the hell are you guys doing out here?" Yeah, and Nick's Nick's looking at me. He's like, what are you guys doing out here? And then while he is uh, distracted, MJF and Jericho dump out Nick Jackson. He's like, oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then they do the, the Bucks pose. Yeah, that's they, funny. They do the Bucks pose. And then it's five guys in the ring. It's um, it's Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy, Jericho, Jericho Darius Martin, and Matt Castor. MGF eliminates Jungle Boy, which is huge for him because Jungle Boy is one of his rivals. Mm-hmm. It's one of his forever rivals. Yeah. And then it's Sammy Jericho, Caster, Darius Martin. And Sammy goes to, or Matt Caster grabs, uh, he grabs MJF and puts him in a full Nelson and he's holding him. And Sammy goes to kick the head off MJF. MJF mm-hmm. ducks, um, hits Caster. Um, and Caster eliminates. Uh, MJF tries to play it off as if uh, as if Sammy meant to do that. Like yeah, he, he like, like he knew the, the whole time. Yeah. He's, just, he's like, good job, Sammy. Yeah. And then uh, he turns around and Caster eliminates MJF, which is huge for Caster. Um, yeah. And then Jericho blindly eliminates Sammy while he's tangled up with uh, while he's tangled up with Caster. Caster gets eliminated. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, a Judas... Yeah, so Sammy get, Sammy gets eliminated, then uh, Caster gets eliminated. Uh, and then it's Jericho and MJF and uh, the dude from, I forget his name now. No, no it's, uh, Caster had already eliminated MJF at this point. Oh, okay. And then, so it's just Jericho and Darius, yeah. right? Yeah, it's Jericho and Darius because uh, Sammy was tied up in the ropes with, uh, with Darius and Jericho blindly tries to take... Yeah, he, uh, tries to take a swing and ends up knocking out uh, Sammy off the apron. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, and then while Darius Martins, uh, he's still on the apron and he Judas affects him for the, for the win. And Sammy Guevara just storms off just, into the yeah, back. He doesn't even celebrate. He just he's leaves. pissed. Um, mm-hmm. He thinks that Jericho did it on purpose. Um, overall, I thought this was good. Um, I, I thought it felt a little bit rushed. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to give it a little bit more time. It felt like it was like I was watching it on fast forward. Yeah, it it I wasn't they, it wasn't too chaotic though. So no. I actually really appreciated that. Like I could I could follow it clearly, but I was just like, okay, this is happening. Okay, this is how I was like, whoa, they're really 
going through this. It was like elimination, elimination, elimination. Like there wasn't a whole lot of uh, time to like stop and give people their moment. The one guy who had a big moment though was Luchasaurus. Yeah, had the, a really nice spotlight where like mm-hmm. he just took he just took everybody down at the beginning and mm-hmm. eliminated a couple people, and then the and then the Dark Order eliminated Luchasaurus. Like I thought, we we would get a little bit more of a spotlight for the Dark Order in this match, which yeah. they didn't really have. Yeah, their biggest moment is eliminating Hager and Lucha, Saurus, which was huh and, and Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, they eliminated the two biggest guys. Match. Yeah, which was which is something, but hmm. yeah, it's uh, it was it was cool. I liked it. Um, I would give it three and a half. What did you think? Yeah, I agreed with that three and a half. It was. Wasn't their best battle royal they've done. Definitely wasn't their worst. It was a lot of fun. And I liked Luch Source's highlights and then I like the ending. It plays into the ongoing story with the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say as far as their battle royals, it is in the upper half. But mm-hmm. that's because half of them have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then, like this one was good. This was a seven mm-hmm. out of ten. So we get um Inner Circle versus Bucks at Revolution now. Yes, we get uh yes, we get Inner Circle versus the Bucks at, Inter- at Revolution. That's Jericho and MJF. MJF versus the Bucks, which that's a salivating match right yeah, there. That's I'll really tell good. you what, that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. I cannot wait for that one. And I fully expect the Bucks to win, but it's going to further the MJF Jericho storyline more, like, I think. I can't remember I don't think those guys have ever been in a match together unless it was like a 12 man yeah, and like the stadium stampede, but yeah, I don't yeah. Think they've... like they don't, they don't. I mean, I guess the Bucks probably super kicked the head off of uh, Jericho during that, if yeah. I remember correctly. Well, they were building up to the blood and guts match right before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that was supposed that was probably going to be their first time to really feud, but then mm-hmm. that was it. MJF wasn't in it, so yeah, I, I thought the booking of this was was on point. I mean, outside of kayfabe. I, I would be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I would have liked to have seen Proud and Powerful go over, or I, I would have liked to have seen Dark Order win, or something mm-hmm. like that. That that would have been really cool. But you got to advance the MJF Jericho storyline. It's just perfect for the yeah. uh, for their inevitable breakup or whatever variation of that they're going to be doing. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to try to do this whole storyline and make it go to all out which would be pretty nuts if they could do it for that long. I think that's a little long. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like their biggest pay-per-view title. That just mm-hmm. seems like an all-out match. Well, yeah, the, the thing is that uh, each pay-per-view, and it, they treat it like the big four. So because mm-hmm. they treat it like the big four, every pay-per-view is the big pay-per-view. That's, that's true. That's kind of what I like. It's like They could have the, like the, it's the like, final blow-off match at all-out or something. It's like, this is the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so the next thing we had was a Jade Cargill vignette, or man, yeah, Jade Cargill vignette, and she looks incredible. She looks like a god, man. It's she ridiculous. does. She looks like a god, and <laughs> it's just a it's just a pumping iron video. It's like yeah, my wife was watching, and she's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like anybody who watches is like, holy mm-hmm. smokes. Um, it's her pumping iron to music, and then. And like it's so slickly edited and 
slickly shot. Squatting so much weight and just looking super casual about it made me laugh. And then a logo pops up and it's it's just Jade, so they might be dropping the cargo. And mm-hmm. she ha- she's holding a lightning bolt, which is absolutely a reference to Storm from X-Men. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she cosplays as her and she yeah, has yeah. the hair. Like, yeah, she, she looks like Storm. But, like, mm-hmm. the comic book version, like, where they have no waist and yeah. they're all hips and all boobs Mus- and yeah. all muscles and, like, yeah. like no human should look like this. Yeah, she looks like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, man, I I really hope she can work well in the ring because if she can't, she is going to be huge. She, yes, like... I think the way that they are building her up and the way they are presenting her tells me that they think they have something huge mm-hmm. and they're saving it for a big match because her build is very, very similar to how they revealed Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very similar, which was quick bursts of violence or an introduction, quick bursts of violence, a really like dark, ominous weight, like specifically a weightlifting uh, vignette to mm-hmm. music <laughs> and then a big match for the debut against Cody, no less, like yeah. literally the yeah. same person. Yeah. So yeah, it's she I mean, she command. she has like such a presence about her. Like when you look, you just can't keep your eyes off her whenever they, you see her. If so. she if she can deliver even half as well as Wardlow did, this mm-hmm. is an absolute victory. Because yeah, I'd, for sure, I'll tell you what I'm. It's weird. I'm super excited to see Jade, but I'm not excited at all about the match. Yeah, it's just it's a celebrity match. So I mean, like, and whatever, that's but... that's because of Shaq. I'll get mm-hmm. more into that later. Uh, but like, even though I did kind of like his promo later, <laughs> did you really? All right, we'll. It talk just made about me laugh that. at how ridiculous we'll talk about was. that in due course. <laughs> but I'm I'm so excited for her. Mm-hmm. Like, if she can live up to like, because the thing is, she's so unknown. Like, I mm-hmm. I've heard people be like, "Why are they putting her in a match?" Because it's a debut. It's 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 like a secret weapon type thing. Yeah. So like, you haven't seen this person. It's like like you haven't seen Wardlow wrestle at all let's put him in a steel cage match with cody and have one of the best aw dynamite matches that exist <laughs> yeah it's well, well we'll get to that on the shack promo oh yeah we're we'll get to it we'll get to it okay so the next thing oh god i i did not really like this i i'm starting to feel like you they it's the as much as i love team taz it's the same thing every week now it's the same thing every week it's it's they are giving us a human manifestation of the law of diminishing returns mm-hmm. with this. It's they have, and I what, think they just want to have Tony Chavani say it's sting. And then they come out and they start to do the promo and then team Taz interrupts backstage. And it's, it's every week. It's the same thing every week, the exact same thing. It's I'm, I'm tired of talking about this on the podcast. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to reserve a segment for this on the podcast every week. Yeah. Is what, what they've run into is they treat, as I've talked about this before, they they treat everything with the same um, long-term storytelling. Yeah. But not everything deserves long-term storytelling. And you can't do long-term storytelling with Sting because Sting can't do anything. Yeah. Like yeah, this, should, have... this should have been a quick sprint of a feud because Sting, Sting can't get physical. He just can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, they should have. They should have waited. Because when's revolution? March seventh. Mm-hmm. They should have had all this happen start like probably around now, so that way you can have just a few weeks to build up to it. Like I don't even really want to talk about this about these uh, what they talked about, so I'm just not going to. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's, it was boring. It was like, yeah. oh, look into my eyes. I am the man. I am Sting. Like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Yeah. As much as I love Team <laughs> I've Taz. I've been looking into your him. eyes for two months. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I love seeing Team Taz and hearing him talk and stuff, it, it, I noticed this week, because you've been saying it for a couple, like, it's the same. I was like, this is literally the same thing. And Not the, last week's. Last week's they did a little different, and that was weird. But the week, <laughs> like I'm a guy who was wearing my Sting shirt yesterday. Like I'm excited mm-hmm. for Sting. I'm excited for him to do something. I'm excited for him to like be off TV for like three weeks and then show up, and it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then, or like, like you don't see him for a while. Like, but the more he goes out there, and the more he talks, and the more he's this energetic, affable guy who's dressed like the crow. I'm like, this doesn't really make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And and Darby is suffering from it as well because he's only yeah, he rest- got to talk he's only defended the belt one time. Yeah, which I am looking forward to his match next week against Joey Janela. That's going to be brutal. Okay, so I should say <laughs> the re- one thing that they did do in the during this promo is announce that next week he's going to be facing Joey Janela in is it a street fight? Or like a no no hold no holds barred match. I don't I don't know if they said the stipulation, but with these I two, think it it's going to definitely be no. I think it is. I think it's like a yeah. lights out match against Joey Janela for the title. So have two lights out, two lights out matches. It might not be lights out, but like I think they said one's an unsanctioned match and one's a no holds barred match, which is really just I the think exact there's same thing. It's the same think, thing. It's just oh, a yeah. hardcore. It's like when match. people say hardcore. Or deathmatch. It's all the same thing. Well, deathmatch is different because you get like. I am super stuff, excited but... about this match. Yeah. Like Joey Janela versus um, Darby Allen's awesome. I've seen they, them on the indies before. Yeah, they've they wrestled a couple go. times in PWG and they, I mean, they bring it when they wrestle each other. It's nuts. Yeah, they're, they're, they're wild. They, they took a dive off the second deck together mm-hmm. at PWG. Yeah, like I think I think Janela threw him off the the balcony into the ring or something, mm-hmm. something stupid like that. There's like, like one I made a gif of it one time. It's like uh, Darby Death Valley drivers Janela on the apron, but there's a chair set up there too. It it's brutal looking, but yeah. So yeah, these two guys bring it out of each other. So it yeah. it should be a very good match. It'll be fun, and it'll be Joey doing what Joey does best, and. uh yeah, I'm just excited to see Darby do something because mm-hmm. he hasn't really done anything in a while. Yeah. So, anyways, disappointed with that. Um, I'm excited to, I'm excited for their Revolution match, but like, oof, I feel like maybe they could have just that could have been a dynamite match or like a beach break match or mm-hmm. a new year's bash match yeah or like one of those like do it do it there as opposed to stretching it out for three months yeah. four months because yeah, now we got to go through all of february with it too three months of these guys talking so so promos back and forth without mm-hmm. actually touching each other is yeah it's too much okay so next we have baker versus rosa oh man this was My good. Expectations. 
yeah, my expectations were really high because I'm mm-hmm. such a big fan of Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker's been improving so much in my eyes lately with their viciousness and all that. So my expectations were high, and it's safe to say they were met because I really like this match. Yeah, so uh, they they started this with a uh, with a with a breakdown, a little hype package, um, mm-hmm. going through almost months or like a couple months that they've had for these two. And this is sort of like, I don't want to say the opposite of, um, of the sting Darby team Taz feud, but like that they've had a lot of confrontation in the build to this. They've had a lot of pull aparts. They've had a lot of beat downs. It started in each other's matches and stuff. It started at the very beginning with uh, Britt Baker interviewing, interfering in a Rosa match and uh, hitting her with a swinging net breaker on the, on the the ramp or the the ramp. Yeah. So like it's been violent. Um, Mm -hmm. They've had some missteps along the way and it has felt a little bit dragged out, but that's partially because this match was supposed to happen three weeks ago and it got yeah. canceled because of COVID. So that's unavoidable. This, uh, it wouldn't have felt stretched out at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought this was very good. I, I liked it a lot. So I can't wait to see him wrestle again. First of all, this match happened in the first hour of the show. Mm-hmm. Thank the heavens. Yeah, it it was wasn't in the women's slot just yeah, before the main the event. Yeah. Um, like it's about damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they advertised heels during this match either, too. Which they did nice. not, which is yeah. nice. Is I mean, here's the thing: like, I I understand them advertising heels during a women's match. That makes sense. You wouldn't advertise mm-hmm. heels during a Kenny Omega match. You wouldn't advertise like it makes sense to advertise it during the women's match. But if you have one match, maybe don't do the advertising then. Yeah, maybe do it after the match. Yeah, like a yeah, that'd be like like a little snippet, like in a little ad. It takes, it takes 10 seconds. It takes 10 seconds. Okay, so yeah, this this match starts off, Rosa's just beating the tar out of Britt Baker, and Rosa mm-hmm. is just bringing all the star quality to this. And Yeah. And they one, start out pretty strong too, like with a lot of like chain wrestling and stuff. Yeah, too, they, like they do. They start out with uh, starts out with strikes and then goes to chain wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And which was it was interesting because this is this is sort of a sort of a blood feud at this point, but they got out of the chain wrestling pretty quick, and mm-hmm. I noted right away that and I just love Britt Baker, well what she all her moves just ooze cruelty, yeah they're just yeah, so cruel like everything she's, she's doing really improved on since she's turned heel is like mm-hmm. she's got like all her moves look like they are made to just hurt you like there's. She's very slow and deliberate between her moves, and then her mm-hmm. moves are quick, brutal, and they're humiliating. All mm-hmm. her moves are humiliating. They're all like throwing someone face first into a turnbuckle, mm-hmm. like uh, like curb stomps, like three or four vari- variations on curb yeah. stomps, like uh, just draping someone's neck over the rope and stomping on it. It's just like it's just bully. It's like mean girl bully shit. Mm-hmm. And it just feeds into her character so well. Yeah. And at one point Rose has just had enough. She throws um Baker into the corner and hits her with the uh with the Kenta, I'm gonna call it the Kenta uh stalling drop kick. 
<laughs> to the face. And just the angle that they did this, I was just like, oh my God, Britt Baker's going to have to work on her own teeth yeah. after this. <laughs> like this snap that she had on her head, like it just like cracked right back. I was like, oh mm-hmm. God, she, she drilled her. That or Baker really sold the hell out of this. And then Rosa hit a DVD on the uh, Death Valley Driver on the ramp, which is a nice callback yeah. to Baker's uh, swinging neckbreaker neck on the ramp. So it's a nice little receipt from before. There's a big air raid crash from Baker. Um, they exchange um, pinning combinations where... Yeah, it's that was just, cool. I like that a lot. It's Baker constantly trying to get the lockjaw. But then, like it would be, it would get reversed into a pinning combination. But in the action of trying to get the pinning combination, she's able to get the lockjaw again, mm-hmm. and they're just rolling around, and yeah. it's just really cool. Like uh, three or four different reversals. Then mm-hmm. Baker gets the Fujiwara armbar on on Rosa, and Reba is able to run in and rip off the turnbuckle to yeah. expose it, and then she runs back out, and and Jr. is like. What was she doing? I was like, "Come on, Jr., <laughs> you've got eyes." Yeah, <laughs> and also like the people watching know what she did. It's okay; you don't have to play yeah. dumb. We get it. And um, but yeah, so Baker is able to like sort of drop toe holder into the yeah. face first into the exposed turnbuckle. She just goes limp, just knocks her clean out. Yeah, and then she drags her into the center of the ring. Walks in a completely unnecessary yeah, lock she could jaw. Have her Again, for 30 seconds cruelty. There. Just mm-hmm. cruelty. Locks it in, and the ref's just like, well, she's a dead body, so <laughs> yeah. you win. Yeah, it, 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 commentary job. played that up too. Like, there's no need for her to do this. She's out. The ref could stop it right there. And then. <laughs> yeah, so what were your thoughts on this one? You like this one? I, I love this match a lot. Uh, I cannot wait to see them wrestle again. I thought they have great chemistry together. They both brought the intensity. Uh, it looked like in some parts, it looked like a real fight the way they're like, it was just sloppy enough to where it, it looks like a real fight and not like a wrestling match, but then it's, they both got very technical. And I, I just loved everything about this match. Yeah. It, it was, it was really, really good. It was mm-hmm. super well paced. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad they put it on early in the show too. So mm-hmm, more people sure. have a chance to yeah, see them. Just change it up. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and the one thing I that is of note, I believe Thunder Rosa's matches have all been on a different time slot when they air on Dynamite. I think they move her down into the first slot. I think they know that she's a draw. Yeah, so they, and so she's they, got such a an awesome look too with mm-hmm. the half the. Dale, I'm going to butcher that. The Day of the Dead face paint. I'm not going to try to say it in Spanish. Something, but, something uh, De La Muerte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just got such a cool look. She just looks like somebody that will kick your ass. Yeah. I, just the contrast between the two. Just Baker's deliberateness and Thunderosa's just fury. Mm-hmm. Like Thunderosa's just 100 miles an hour. And Baker's just, I'm just going to slowly walk over to you, grab your wrist, and just kick your head into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's so good. I, I gave it four stars. Could be higher, yeah. but yeah, it was great regardless. Like eight yeah. out of ten, loved it. Oh, for sure, for sure. I love this match, and we'll talk about it later. But mm-hmm. could I think I, I think I know when they are facing each other next. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, the next thing we had was uh, this is leading into a Matt and Hangman versus Chaos Project match. Um, this was an announced just a couple days before the show. Yeah. Um, and it starts with an interview segment with uh, Matt Hardy and and Hangman Page. There, uh, I think it's. I think it might be recorded. It's supposed to be recorded last week. Yes. Like after they went into the change room and they're changing in Matt Hardy's locker room and Matt Hardy's talking about how they have history, how they have so much chemistry. They just have a bond and hangman's like, nah, I disagree. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm, I'm just here to change, man. I'm not here Mm -hmm. to sign any contracts. I'm not here to team with you. I don't want any of these shenanigans that you're always cooking up. He's like, I'm not Hardy Party. Just mm-hmm. just leave me out of this. But, and Matt's like, oh, Hangman, I'm just so sad for you. Um, I just, I know how upset you were with Chaos Project ruining Negative One's birthday. And I know that you really wanted that to be special for him. And I just think that you and I could right this horrible wrong yeah. and you and I can team up and go out there and face the chaos project. Like pulling those strings. And Hangman agrees to those terms. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's like, okay, fine. This one time, this one time, I will go out there and I'll team with you. So they go out there and I'm not going to ask you what your expectations were for this one. Because there really aren't any. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we know exactly what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. They're just going to destroy them, and they did. Yeah. And specifically, Hangman destroyed them. Um, yeah, Hangman did. This match was like three minutes. 95%. Yeah. 95%. I think it was like three and a half minutes. It was so mm-hmm. short. Um, it was just Hangman looking good. Um, mm-hmm. the, there's one note, which was kind of cool. Excalibur made sure to talk about there is a bit of background with hangman and hardy where hangman's first match was with an matt hardy's old promotion called the omega promotion or the promotion was called omega which Mm -hmm. i don't think is an accident that they called out that the name is omega yeah and i think we may actually see see something with that down if this storyline continues Mm-hmm. Um, maybe so. I don't think Excalibur used that name as a coincidence. Yeah, I think that he—that's gonna something there is gonna happen. That's and, cool. I didn't—I forgot their name of their promotion. Him and Jeff used to have was Omega. That's like, funny. I know Excalibur is <laughs> an ex, is an insight is an encyclopedia of of knowledge, but that's mm-hmm. a very specific name to drop. Yeah, he did not have to name that, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, the match it was it was quick. I will give them credit for it being as fast as it was. It didn't definitely didn't overstay its welcome. No. And I will I don't like watching Chaos Project and Luther and Serpentico, but I do appreciate that Luther is now he's gone into comedy with this mm-hmm. with this act and he just bludgeons people with Serpentico. Yeah, that's always I always love it when tag teams do that. He just picks up Serpentico and uses him like a sandbag. Just yeah, there's like, that one spot that made me laugh where he, uh, Serpentico had Hangman in the corner and he was walking out and then uh, 
uh, Luther just ran into the corner and smashed him, Serpentico, and Hangman. That made me laugh. Yeah, every time uh, Luther is going for a move, Serpentico holds up his hands. And he's shaking mm-hmm. like, no, 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 <laughs> no more. Yeah. But yeah, so th- this match ended quick. Um, Page hits the buckshot for the win. However, he hits the buckshot and then Matt Hardy tags himself in, pins him, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was which is pretty funny. And uh, Matt Hardy goes for the high five afterwards and Hangman's like, no, no. He's like, you just stole my win. I'm, I'm, I don't like this. And then he's like, oh, fuck, you know what? All right, let's raise our hands. He raises his hands. He's got mm-hmm. a little smirk. He's just like, okay, we won. Cool. He's like, I guess I do have some history with this guy. He's not that bad a guy. Yeah. And also, I talked about this last week. Like, he felt that he didn't deserve good friends with, um, dark order like he's like i don't deserve this mm-hmm. kind of it's almost like he feels like he deserves this bad guy yeah as a as a friend like me and this fucking shitty man can mm-hmm. can uh sit in our giant change room together yeah. cavernous <laughs> change room yeah i mean like it's almost like this match doesn't even get stars it's just like na not applicable yeah but uh like it's it advances this storyline in a way that i'm interested i'm not interested in matt hardy wrestling but i'm interested in how he can manipulate hangman yeah yeah that's gonna be the most interesting part is what he's gonna do because if he can do it or yeah i don't yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to it yeah it'll be cool okay and However, he works him back in to Kenny Omega in this mm-hmm. roundabout way, because you know that's going to happen eventually. But Hangman's going to have to go on a journey, sort of similar to the journey that uh, Kenny had to go on in order to get all the way back around to Moxley. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next thing, and this the this is my second favorite thing of the night on a night with oh, two yeah. this, this was my favorite thing until we get to the end yeah like i was because I, I was buzzing out off of this one so last mm-hmm. week they announced when they announced the first match for the tournament they said on the sorry so this is for the women's um eliminator tournament for the for the number one contender for the uh cha- for the women's championship and last week they announced that on the american side of the bracket it was going to be Serena Deeb versus Riho. So I was like, okay. So that means that there's a Japanese side of the bracket. So I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe it would be one American talent versus a Japanese talent in each match, yeah. but sort of like a Davis Cup type thing, but it's not. They are literally doing a Japanese side of the bracket, which is, it might all be filmed, but it's all taking place in Japan. Yeah. And then. The she is over there right now. And then they're going to be flying. They have to be flying over. It's like, how fast have they done this? Are they flying? Yeah. Are they flying somebody over f- to go in? Like, they got to start doing these matches starting mm-hmm. very, very soon. Yeah, they they announced in the package that it'll be take place during February. So, yeah. So I imagine that the the winner faces Sheeta at the at Revolution. Mm-hmm. If not the finals happens at Revolution, one yeah. of one of one of the two. So they started with the 
Well, let's start let's start first with the American side. So we had Serena Deeb, which we knew. Riho. So this 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 might actually be the the uh, the order of who's facing who, because Serena Deeb and Riho are facing each other. Yeah. Um, then we have Britt Baker, Tay Conti, Thunder Rosa, which is cool because yeah. she's not officially signed. Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch, another yeah. person who's not on one of the full time contracts. So that's super exciting for me. So obviously they have big plans for Layla Hirsch going forward. Otherwise they would not put her there. Yeah. They would put someone else do, in that spot. If this is like who you're by is who you're facing, Thunder Rosa versus Nile Rose would be that's gonna be a really incredible. Good match. And I have a feeling this is where I think Britt Baker is going to be facing Thunder Rosa. Oh, for sure. I think 100%. she's facing her in this tournament. This is this is where the rematch is happening. Mm-hmm. And I think on this side of the bracket, Britt Baker wins. Mm-hmm. That or Thunder Rosa wins. Yeah. But I think it's Britt Baker. That's why I almost yeah. would have liked Thunder Rosa to have won this match. Yeah, so that way they'd on, be tied up. So that uh so that it won't be like uh Britt Baker beat down Thunder Rosa twice. So maybe they don't yeah. face off in this tournament because sometimes uh yeah, maybe. especially if Kenny's booking this because I don't I don't know if you remember New Japan which of course you do um where mm-hmm. he and Kota were finally in a tournament together. I think what, what was it like 7 years after they had broken up uh-huh. from their Golden Lovers um thing in DDT or mm-hmm. from from when they were the Golden Lovers um tag team and they were finally in a tournament together and Kenny was begging Kota make it to the finals so we can face each other and yeah. Kota got eliminated before he could face Kenny. Yep. They might do something like that. So Kenny knows that if you ah oh, like Thunder Rosa lost damn she won't be facing Baker again. Mhm. Like they might yeah. drag that out a little bit. They could, and that you just build more anticipation. Like you can have Baker come out and cost Rosa her match in the tournament, mm-hmm. and then that way you have mm-hmm. to just wait longer for them to face each other. But yeah, the, this these are the best women in AEW's division, so I'm super excited about this. And mm-hmm. then on the but on the Japanese side, oh, there man. are some names over here. Number Let's... one, Audra Kong, she's oh, back. God. Oh, Yuka so Sakazaki is back. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens. Yeah. Venny, who if people know her, she wrestles as Asuka, as Asuka in Japan. She's mm-hmm. actually I don't know if it's a she, she's gender she has no gender. She's trans and she goes by genderless. Mm-hmm. She's and, amazing. I saw a match with her in DDT where they had one fluorescent tube in the whole match and the whole you had to break it. It was such a clever match how they did it. It was like yeah, she, 10 to 15 minutes of just them avoiding I've, the light pole and stuff is awesome i've watched her in ddt she mm-hmm. or they i'm not sure i'll just go with she yeah. for now she's incredible she's mm-hmm. really really good and she primarily wrestles men in ddt like she yeah. is she's awesome she's yeah. really really good it it was eye-opening i was like how are how are people not talking about this person yeah and yeah, it's, I, she they came onto my radar like with that uh, single light tube match, which, which when you hear that, you're like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." But the way they structured that whole match, it was so awesome. 
And yeah, I'm really looking forward to her being in the tournament. And next we have Rio Mizunami, who was actually, she was on that original Dynamite episode <laughs> when they had the uh, the six-person tag. She yeah. was in that six-person tag, and she is awesome. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see her again. Then we have May Saruga. I don't really know her, but I know the name. She yeah. is um, she is trained by, yes, she's trained by Emi Sakura, who's also mm-hmm. in the tournament. She They both wrestle at Got to Move, which yeah. is Emi's, uh, no, Chocopro. Gato is a different I, one. Yeah, what's the promotion that's just in that room? That that's Choco Pro. Yeah, yeah I love just that. A, it's just wrestle on like actual mats. It's just a like a, no a mattress. It's, it's yeah. just mats in like a bedroom. Yeah. It's mm. incredible. I've seen Kenny Omega wrestle in there. Yeah, yeah. it is really cool. Um, and then we have Ren Kotakura and Maki Ito, who oh is God, a let's big deal. Go. Let's fucking go. Maki Ito. I she tweeted out. <laughs> talk about her tweet. It's the funniest fucking she, thing. She tweeted out the picture of, you know, her all elite picture. And she just said, well, what's up, motherfuckers? Because if you've never seen her <laughs> yeah. before, she looks like a, she looks like a Japanese idol. I, I She might actually she be She was a idol Japanese thing. idol. Yeah. She wasn't a, an idol originally. Mm-hmm. And then she, um, uh, I, but she's sorry, got such a foul continue mouth. Continue to talk. Yeah, I'm she's looking got such up a foul a mouth. Tweet. It's so funny. She cusses everyone out. I, I was, uh, she's actually wrestled um, Thunder Rosa in Japan, and uh, Thunder Rosa was cutting this huge promo on her and uh, like talking all this shit to her. And then uh, uh, Meki just goes, "What the fuck are you talking about? I'm Japanese. I can't understand you." And like she's just like she flips people off. She's really funny. She's, she's like, very really good funny. in the ring too. I'm looking for the, this one tweet by Andy Murray that he put out. Of uh, highlighting her, so just continue to talk for a little bit. While yeah, I, I and then for this. Uh, I'm excited that she's in the same bracket with um, uh, Aja Kong because they actually had a feud for a while mm-hmm. where it like toughened her up. That's what made uh, Maki like so tough. It's like she would like try to headbutt Aja Kong during the matches, and it wouldn't hurt Aja, and it, it hurt her. And then so she started headbutting all this random stuff, like in between matches and stuff, to build yeah. up her headbutts. And then she headbutted Aja, and it actually worked. And stuff. She still lost, but she gained Aja's respect. I I cannot wait. Like, I was super excited last week for Rio. I still am. But now that she's in there, it's like, oh man, I hope she makes it far. I hope she gets to at least come onto US TV, like in America. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm really hoping. Uh, she would be fantastic in the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's one person to make the finals that is not Yuka Sakazaki. Who yeah. I think is going to be the person because she is signed to AEW. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's Maki Ito, but yeah. I I couldn't find the tweet. But it was it was somebody attached another tweet beside the hello motherfuckers, and it was like I'm the I'm the queen of headbutts and piss or something. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. like what and yeah. piss. Yeah, she's she's nuts. Like she looks like a cute Japanese idol, but she's so foul mouthed. And like even at DDT, they uh, if you never watch DDT, sometimes they'll do these matches where they like wrestle in an office building and stuff. And like she has like this hardcore persona where she'll come out in a leather jacket and like a barbed wire baseball bat, like Negan from The Walking Dead, and beat people up and stuff. She's incredible. she looks like baby metal. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. If exactly. people know what baby metal is, she looks like baby metal. Yeah. I saw somebody else's tweet. They uh, took her "What's Up, Motherfuckers" in uh, May Segura's when she announced she's like, "I will eat all my like." She's like, she kind of looks like an idol too, but she's yeah. like nice. She's like, "I'll eat all my apples and make sure I train really hard." And then it's like another way. It's like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" <laughs> yeah, it's like it. It was a. Uh... So there are two kinds of uh, ways to announce yourself to new fan bases. And mm-hmm. those those are the two <laughs> tweets beside each other. Yeah. So yeah, so notable omissions from this are Red Velvet, Big Swole, and Abaddon for me. As well as yeah, Shanna yeah. and uh, Penelope Ford. All those people. I mm-hmm. But I look at those and at uh, the, those people who weren't on it. Swole and Abaddon for me, they're just not there yet for a for a big tournament of this scale. Mm-hmm. I think you want to put your absolute best foot forward, and I think they they don't quite have the experience or the um, the name factor for this. Yeah, I'd like to see Big Swole in it though. Big Swole is cool. I don't know how Abaddon would do in a tournament. I, but... I love I love Big Swole. I think she she's one of my favorite people in the company, but mm-hmm. I think. I look at that at the North American bracket, and I don't know who you take off in favor of her. Yeah, that's tr- that's like true. those are bar none the best people in the company. And mm-hmm. this is no knock against Big Swole. She's just uh, she's probably like, and honestly, I probably put red. I probably would put Red Velvet ahead of her at this point. Her matches mm-hmm. have been a bit better. Yeah, um, Red Velvet is in a storyline right now. Yeah. With uh, with Cody, Jade, and Shaq, so that that's why she's not in it. She's mm-hmm. she's in a storyline which I think might even extend to Revolution beyond that with her and Jade. No, oh, for sure. That that's what I think is going to happen. I think from this, they're then going to go to Revolution with those two. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. But, you mentioned Abaddon, and now I want to see uh, Maki Ito versus Abaddon because uh, she wrestles in Impact. She's like a zombie chick in Impact, mm-hmm. uh, but they wrestled in in uh, Japan, and it's really funny. It, she's like, oh, Su Young, Su Young, yeah. She just sat in the corner, and like uh, Maki Ito would like run up to her, flip her off, and then try to run away from her and stuff. It was really funny. She flipped her off, uh, and then Su Young grabbed her hand and bit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was fun shit like that. No, I, I watched that match last night before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. I was so hyped to watch some Maki Ito matches. Oh my gosh, there aren't I cannot... there aren't a lot online. It's hard to yeah. find her matches. I cannot wait for more people to see her because she is incredible. She's. I wish crowds could be here because people would go nuts for her because mm-hmm. she's that good. Mm-hmm. And it should not be undersold that Riho is in that tournament. On oh, the American sure. side, she could easily go to the finals as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so excited Rio's back. And Yuka Sakazaki. I like both of them. Here's the thing. I think this is a way to get Yuka Sakazaki back to AEW. Mm-hmm. So I think she goes through on the uh, on the Japanese side and likely faces Britt Baker, who she has a rivalry with. A little bit because mm-hmm. yeah. Britt Baker did that one brutal spot where she knocked out her teeth. Yeah, on AW oh, before, so they actually do have a history. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see That'd them in the finals with uh, Baker going over and then winning the title. 
Because I don't think you have a Japanese wrestler versus Shida. You could, but I think they have seen the limitations of a Japanese champion at the moment. Mm -hmm. And especially having two of them. You never know. Because obviously, Maki Ito. give it to Maki Ito. Obviously, Ken, Kenny Omega wants to push this, mm-hmm. but they well, yeah, because even like before the pandemic, they were they were going full in on the Joshi's before the pandemic. So. Oh, a hundred percent. The one thing that they have to do is storyline wise, that's where they've struggled, and I think what they have to they just have to do some fucking subtitles. I don't know why they're so yeah, reluctant just to speak Japanese. I, like. Oscar and WWE, I like it better when she doesn't try to speak English, and I have no idea what she's saying. Just well, ever. <laughs> they rely so much on videos. Just mm-hmm. do videos of the promos. Yeah, like most yeah, of the time, titles on like so, so much of the time, Team Taz is on a video screen. Mm-hmm. So just have it could they could have been doing this with Sheeta the whole time, having have her cut a promo in Japanese with subtitles, and then you're good. I don't know yeah. why they haven't done that. Um, but yeah, they absolutely, uh, I'd be reticent for them to go with another Japanese champion because the previous two that they've used, they have not given any storylines to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much Baker's time. It It is Baker's time, yeah. but bring Let her go full heel with the title for a while. And then hopefully the pandemic will be over and you can bring back these Josie wrestlers and one of them can take it off of her. I heard, uh, I saw one theory, and again, this, is, uh, this isn't really based off anything. The, this was um, what Culture said, that they, they had heard that, uh, well, obviously they're going to be filming these matches in Japan, so these could already be all in the can, and Sukaza, Yuka Sakazaki could already be in Florida quarantining. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know... Um... Sheeta's over in Japan right now. Yeah, she's organizing it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I really, really hope that they air all these on Dynamite. Me too. If they start yeah, putting them too. up online, they're burying their women's division again, and I'm worried yeah. about that from the Japanese side of things. Yes, they all. They should do two matches each Dynamite for the tournament. Yeah, one on each side. One American, one Japanese, mm-hmm. and then you get through it quick. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not... And all these women in there deserve it, too, to be on Dynamite. So That's not AEW's MO. No, but it should be. I'm hoping that Kenny is... Because this has Kenny's fingerprints all over it. Mm-hmm. The tournament and it's half Japanese Joshi's. Yeah. Like, the, this is... This is Kenny's love child right here. Yeah. I love Tony Schiavone, too, when he was announcing all of them. I loved his accent, trying to say these Japanese women's names. <laughs> but also, Asha Kong is going to put someone all the fucking way over. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think she probably faces Yuka Sakazaki. Sakazaki yeah. beats her and then takes that momentum all the way to the end. Oh, for sure. That's what That'd I be think. really good. Okay, right. we've done enough gushing, even though we could probably do a whole show just about that. But yeah, I know. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so next thing we have Jericho and MJF showing the most shocking lack of self awareness I've ever seen. 
<laughs> so they are running through the locker room with a the room, guys. cooler filled with the bubbly. And they're running into the inner circle dressing room where they're like, hey, guys, we did it. The inner circle won the number one uh, contendership. Like, we did it. And Sammy's like, who's we? <laughs> and uh, Jericho's like, what, what, what do you mean, who's we? No. He's like... He's like, oh, he's like, sure, you guys lost, but it was, it was, it was collateral damage, and it was all for the for the good of the team. And Sammy's yeah. like, yeah, man, why is it all? Why are we always the collateral damage? And mm-hmm. Jericho's like, hey, hey, you, you're you're taking this the wrong way. And Sammy's like, no, I'm fucking not. And he runs out. Yeah. And then Jericho's like, Sammy, Sammy, and he he chases after him, and then. MJF tells, uh, and then MJF says, okay, guys, we need to have a players-only meeting. Wardlow, kick out the cameraman. So the, yeah. the door closes, and he has a uh, team meeting with the with the door closed, so obviously he's having them turn on Jericho. Oh, yeah. That, it's it, that's that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Sammy's not involved. Or Sammy is, and he's doing it to lure out Jericho. Oh, for sure. Who knows? That's how I think it's going to go down. I'm excited for this. This, yep. This is coming together now, and I'm yeah. I'm, uh, and you notice MJF got eliminated, so it's Jericho that won. So Sammy or MJF can be like, I got eliminated too. I don't know what he's doing, and stuff like that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, he can totally he can totally say that. And uh, yeah. No, this is this is good. They're <laughs> they're really putting these pieces together really well. I love the way that they've had MJF dissecting that team. In the locker yeah, room week after week. Yep. He's got pulled on their heartstrings a little bit by talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just, just excellent stuff. I have no idea where it's going, but I like, uh, or what the match is going to look like. Oh no. We know the match is going to be Jericho and MJF. Yeah. At, uh, against the Bucks. Bucks so revolution. Yeah. So that's cool. That that's announced now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess uh, they they break up there, or they, or maybe they, they break might... up on Dynamite on the fallout. Yeah, I think they lose at Revolution and then they break up on Dynamite. That's cool. Or they have and it's going to be Jericho. Ta- I, Jericho's definitely taking the pin against the Bucks too. So MJF could throw that in his face. I I just I at some point I really want to see. Uh, oh no, it doesn't have to happen. But I really want to see. Santana and Ortiz go face and uh, go against some like evil inner circles. Like they, they know that they're, that they've been taken Mm -hmm. advantage of. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I just want to see more Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, for sure. They've got to get, they've got to get out from underneath the thumb of Jericho, Mm -hmm. which is what, which is the storyline they're doing here, which is cool. Yeah. I could see once MJF takes over, he like turns them all like where they're even more vicious and stuff. Okay, so just a train wreck of a segment is this <laughs> Kit Sabian and Penelope Ford's wedding. What were your Did ex- you know this is a shoot? They really got married. <laughs> this was their real wedding. A little regret that. Um, what? <laughs> they well, they want to do something different, but I think because the pandemic. <laughs> I, so. I don't want to say that. That's that's <laughs> their real lives. But could you imagine being like one of the worst segments in AEW history is our wedding? Ugh. Yeah. 
that, that's yeah, it, I I didn't really have any expectations. Like I'd been saying for a couple of weeks, I hope Orange Cassidy comes out of a cake. I got that, so I, I guess you could say they were met. But yeah. it just it went on for way too long. Even with the sinister minister being there, like I I was excited when I saw him, and he was funny, but it it, it just went on for way too long. Yeah, it just they've been building this since August. Mm-hmm. Winter's almost over. Yeah, and this was this was happening since the summer. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, stupid. This is, this is stupid. Yeah. It's it's high time for Miro to move on. I don't I like, don't like uh, being negative, but, and like people always people always are like, oh, you you only have uh, positive things to say about AEW. It was like, have you heard me talk about the Miro yeah. storyline? <laughs> That this shit is trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're burying one of the best talents they have on the roster. Like yeah. they have completely wasted Miro to the point where you're justifying everybody's criticisms of him, saying like, "Oh, maybe WWE were we're right to not push him." No, you're just putting out garbage. That's not like his match yeah. were his matches are great, but they're so few and far between. And they're of no consequence. They're against uh, they're against jobbers essentially. Yeah, and they're boring as hell. But yeah, gotta get this going so Miro can start. So let's break the let's break down this travesty. So, um, so obviously, yeah, the sinister minister James Mitchell is officiating. I actually don't really know him that well. I know he was in ECW. I know he was in Impact. I know yeah, he did great. a horrible wedding while in Impact, so I don't know why yeah. they brought him back again. Yeah, somebody got shot at that wedding. Did did <laughs> that Impact. just happen, or was that a while? Yeah, it was ago? like it was like two months ago. Why? I don't know. I heard people yeah. were like, "That was a terrible wedding." Why would you want to like draw parallels to another terrible uh, wrestling wedding? Mm-hmm. Anyways, Jerry Lynn walks out Penelope. Um, yeah, it, they run yeah, through the I, wedding pretty much without a hitch, but uh, throwing mm-hmm. in some various innuendos. I about... did like when they sinister minister was like, and if anyone has any objections, Miro's like, uh, "We're not going to do that. I've been through that before. We're not going to do that." Because Th- this was that WWE, was the best part. Yeah, that, his, that was... his wedding got interrupted by Roman Reigns. So, and he was wearing the same outfit that he wore to that wedding too. By the way, Miro was. So I think he has one wedding outfit. Yeah, I did have a um I did have a chuckle and a smile mm-hmm. when he did that. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, that's cute. That's funny. Um because yeah. I thought that might be what happens is somebody has an Show objection you know and then uh s- hilarity ensues or something. Mm-hmm. But no. I thought it was going to be Miro for a second when it, he did his best man speech. That, that, that's what I wanted. I wanted this mm-hmm. to end with Miro from the very beginning, as soon as he was introduced. I was like, okay, well, this is going to end with him feuding with Kip. Mm-hmm. And Kip's below him, really. So yeah. I did like he'll destroy him. Miro did his, yeah, did his best man speech. He's like, my present to you is my power. Like, that made me laugh, too. But- <laughs> and what was the song? Oh, he said, uh, he, he was he saying, what he's, is he's, like, he's like, what is love? And then the crowd starts Baby chanting, don't hurt Baby, me. don't hurt me. In the crowd, he's like, okay. but And he's a professional, so he just stands there and he lets them sing for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I like that song too. And then 
Well, so and that was good. Destroyed Miro. Yeah, Miro destroyed the talking in this was pretty good. Yeah, he was the highlight of it for sure. And then he destroyed the present that uh, Chuck brought. Yeah, because obviously he thinks that Orange Cassidy's in there, and yeah. alas, he is not. You know um, what they should have done? What would have been funny is if he destroyed it, and Chuck was like, "I." rebuilt the arcade machine and then Miro had destroyed it. You see, you're <laughs> writing a better segment than, than they did. So he destroys it. There's nothing in it, which mm-hmm. was like, okay, that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. And, uh, but then Miro then looks down and, oh shoot, I've been shackled to the ropes somehow. Yeah, I don't know. To the ropes. I don't know who did that so quickly out of, uh, out of yeah, everyone's that was vision. Quick. But, uh, <laughs> So the mirror's like, oh, what's going on? And then Charles decks uh, Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian goes to hit Charles. Charles ducks. He hits Miro. And Miro's starting. He's looking angry. He's like, oh, shit. This is where Miro's going to break free, and he's yeah. going to kill Kip Sabian. Yeah, and he this knows will, Kip's shot. This will save the segment. He'll kill mm-hmm. Kip Sabian. He'll kill Charles. It'll be good. And then he can run off. Like King Kong with Penelope over his shoulder. That would be funny. I would like <laughs> yeah. that. This is yeah. that's good shit. No, nope, we don't get that. Um, he's just raging and uh so then when uh when he hit Miro, Penelope fell into the cake. Mm-hmm. Um uh Orange Cassidy pops out of the cake. You're like, oh, there's Orange Cassidy. He hops out, hits the beach break on on Kip Sabian. Miro's angry. Kip Sabian's knocked out. Penelope's crying, and that's just the segment. It's over. Yeah, and that is the that's what we've been waiting for for four months. Yeah, August, no, September, October, November, December, January. Holy shit! Six months. No, oh, geez. Or I guess five. That's too long. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. we went past we went past a pay per view. We could yeah. have done it at that pay per view. We went all the way past that pay per view and we're now almost at a second one. That's half that's almost half it's it's infuriating. I don't understand. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm so ready for Miro to just move on to something else. Hopefully it's, it's him versus obvious to me that they had big plans for other things that COVID derailed. They yeah, were supposed to get a bachelor party. And they were supposed to be the bachelor party with King of Kong, Billy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Um, they had that slickly edited thing where they were going to announce the plans for the bachelor party and they just couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. There was the injury to, to, uh, Trent. to Trent which maybe it affected things like Chucky e. T being the butler really had nothing to do with anything he was only a butler for like two weeks he's a butler for two weeks and he I don't know he's just there it just I don't mm-hmm. know it doesn't make sense yeah yeah I hope we can just get to Miro versus it's a fly in here I hope we can get to Miro versus someone substantial like, soon they have plans for Miro like Honestly, they need to treat Miro like Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Like, he just goes through. He doesn't necessarily have to beat the top guys. He could beat some top guys. Like, have him beat, I don't know, freaking Pentagon. Like, ha- like guys of that level. Like, guys that they're not in the championship pick- picture, but, like, 
they're up there, like have them face, have them go through um, Scorpio Sky, have them go through Kaz, have them go through Janella, have them go through one of Team Taz, like like have them go through some tough dudes mm-hmm. to the point where he has this ridiculous win loss record. And he hasn't had a title shot, so that when he does have a title shot and loses, because he's not going to take the title off Omega. Um, yeah. But we know that it's pretty. It's pretty sure that that match is going to happen at some point. I think this is the year when I think Miro's really going to start going, and Miro has says that his number one target is to face Kenny. Yeah. Um. I think for me that is a dream match. Um him versus Archer would be really cool. Him versus Kingston would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Once Jericho's out of the inner circle, him versus Jericho would be really cool. Yeah, him versus MJF would be really good too. And him versus Wardlow. I think he starts by having a match with Orange Cassidy. And yeah. I think he should murder Orange Cassidy. Yeah he should put up with any of Orange Cassidy's uh, normal comedy stuff and just annihilate him. You should use him like a toothpick. Just mm-hmm. just kill him. Yep. And yeah. and then from that point he should just he should go there and just have quick decisive not necessarily always quick, but like just decisive wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't really want him to have him face facing cage but like maybe have him beat Hobbs like guys who look tough but he should mm-hmm. beat and have yeah. him just look dominant in all those matches yeah him versus Hobbs would be great yeah like I want that match now like they have such a large roster you can find people for Miro to be beating on a weekly basis mm-hmm. at this point every other week Miro kills a man is what I want yeah yeah that's what they should do until he faces the champ where he loses. Because mm-hmm. then, then he's not hurt by it. Yeah, because you can have the good brothers and everyone running in. And, and, stuff. and he can have a feud with uh, somebody like big along the way. Mm-hmm. Like a Miro versus Archer feud would be incredible. Miro versus Pac. Miro mm-hmm. versus Cage. Again, don't really want to damage cage any mm-hmm. anymore he doesn't need a loss another loss to a in a big feud yeah but cage is sort of in the same situation as miro he needs to run through a few people that aren't just jobbers yeah okay moving on to oh, fuck another segment i didn't like <laughs> back to back this is this i just is, thought that how absurd this was i liked it it made me laugh I, i'm just a big fan of shack i like Sha- i like shack in a vacuum like I like Shaq outside of kayfabe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like Shaq. Just the Shaq cuts this promo again on the set of TNT. I think just in halftime at a game. Yeah, because the rest of the the NBA guys were Kenny on the, the Jet show. is there, Charles Barkley's <laughs> there, the guy with the bow tie is there, yeah. um, and they're just like Shaq. What are you gonna do in wrestling? He's like, I'm gonna hit him with a black tornado. I'm gonna, gonna a make co- tornado. I'm gonna make sure? Cody my bitch. Cody's a <laughs> cupcake. I'm gonna whoop punch that cupcake. That, starts punching that plexiglass. He just Judas <laughs> affects the. He's like, it's called the yeah. black tornado. I hit it. I hit him like that. <laughs> but it's just like, oh my god, he's gonna show up in AW 
and he's going to act like a fool. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, we know this is going to happen. He's going to go out there and think it's a big joke. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and but... th- that's what I'm worried about. He's not taking this shit seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, it's tornado. not quite LeVar Ball. Uh, <laughs> but like oh, it's gosh. it's like when Snoop Dogg went out there and I thought they were going to put Snoop on commentary where he can be funny but no mm-hmm. they had him looking like the scarecrow at ringside yeah, and then he took his jankly bones up on the top rope and, <laughs> and fell yeah <laughs> the, the biggest so, thing to come uh, out of this promo, though, is if this match isn't at Revolution, it's going to be on yes. Dynamite. This is this is fantastic news. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. addition by subtraction. It yeah, means... well, I think I bet TNT probably wants Shaq on TNT. Yeah, they want him on TNT, and also so they can do some co-promotion, and they mm-hmm. can also like maybe there's an NBA game that they can funnel into it. I'm not yeah. sure. It's at eight o'clock, so I don't know. Maybe not. But um, they can they can talk it up, and you know people will be watching. Oh yeah, Shaq's um, a big name, so people will tune in to see him wrestle. People will tune in to wrestle for sure. <laughs> like the one day they pop a million is to see Shaq in a match. See Shaq do a black tornado. I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna do the black tornado. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I liked about that segment. Just him doing that, and he just turns and punches plexiglass. <laughs> like, Shaq is very funny. I just don't want him to be funny in my AEW kayfabe. <laughs> I know it's it's funny that he's the heel, but he's like it doesn't funny. Make, he's just having a good time. He's not that. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. He never mm-hmm. issued the challenge. They just pretended that he did. He didn't yeah. issue a challenge. That never happened. They all talked mm-hmm. about this challenge Shaq issued. the The first time he ever talked about the match was last week, but the match was already announced. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's silly. We'll do it it's, in March. That's it's like all dumb. It really. does, none of it makes any sense. I'm just really excited for Jade. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Jade in Red Velvet to get some exposure. Yeah, so I'm thinking this match happens, and then I'm hoping that Jade versus Red Velvet continues. And yeah. if it goes well, and they do something at Revolution. or I think this will be pre-taped so they can edit around it, this match. One thousand <laughs> percent. This is going to be a taped one. One thousand percent. And yeah. they somehow have to like hold everybody in attendance in jail until yeah, they, it they airs. Sign NDAs. Like have Shaq sit on them for a week <laughs> until the show airs. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. I'll put you in the black tornado. Yeah, you get the black tornado. <laughs> oh, I hope God. they make a Shaq Black Tornado shirt You know, I'd buy that ironically For sure, <laughs> yeah. I'd wear it I'm surprised it's not a Shaq shirt already I mean, but... I, I played Shaq Fu when I was a kid Oh yeah, yeah. I saw somebody made a gif It's like, oh, that Shaq Fu's paying off And it's him doing the Black Tornado <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that, that's funny <laughs> Oh God Yeah, this... Shaq is a funny, funny man I mm-hmm. love Shaq and... Yeah, me too He's my favorite basketball player when I was a little kid, but it, it's weird that he's the heel because I I just like Shaq. I don't want him to be a bad he's, guy. He's also old. Yeah, yeah he's I'm also old. One. He's big and old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah, in. His, I, I think I'm, he's in his forties. Yeah, I imagine Jade and 
uh, Red Velvet are going to be doing a lot of the lifting during this match. I, I still am hoping Jade squares up to Cody in, in that match. Oh, she will. I think it's going to be sure. fantastic. He is 48. Christ, on a bike, he's older than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I just yeah. said that on the podcast. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, you want to go to the next match? Yes, I think so. Because I, I like this match a lot. Yeah. This match is good. This match is good. Um, yeah. I think I liked it a little bit less than you, but talk about your expectations for it, sir. Uh, I, I really like Kingston and Archer's uh, match. Was it last week they had the match? Yes, they did. Yeah, I'm surprised they did the rematch so quick, but they ran it back. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I liked their match last week, and I knew that it's a lumberjack match, and everyone on the outside was going to get involved, and they got involved pretty quick. And it, I, I, I didn't have too high expectations because there's only so much you can do in a lumberjack match. They, it's usually, they didn't build it. Yep. Yeah. It, usually in lumberjack matches, it's you, you fight on the inside of the ring. Each guy goes out to the side. They start fighting. There's a big brawl. Somebody does a big dive onto everyone. That's like every lumberjack match nowadays. Yep. And that's what happened in this match. But yes, I, it, it was fun. They were bigger men than normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. I, I, oh, go. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I like the match. But. Cool. It wasn't my favorite or anything. Okay, so yeah, this match was just a Donnybrook mm-hmm. from the beginning. It was just, just a straight bar fight, yeah. and it was, it was super. It was almost a little too chaotic at times. Yeah, um, I did like uh, Kingston got thrown out, and he's like, "Oh, forget this," and goes back in the ring. And then he gets thrown out again, and then he just immediately punches uh, one of the gun kids just immediately. Like he <laughs> he didn't yeah. even hesitate or anything. It was so confusing. Okay, yeah, so the, it's, this match starts, and they're just trying to throw each other out of the ring. Like, this is just like, this is how I'm fighting you. I'm just throwing you to the wolves. So Archer gets thrown out on the heel side, and he immediately gets swarmed. And he's he just turns into old Archer here, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. He turned into yeah. heel Archer, because he's able to just grab guys, and he's fighting them all off. And he looks at Peter Avalon, and Peter Avalon's in his robe and his <laughs> slippers, and he's freaking out. He looks like Gonzo out there, and like yeah. Gonzo mixed with Hugh Hefner, and uh, and Archer charges at him, and he gets out of the way, and Archer hits the post, yeah. and then he gets back in the ring, and then he throws uh, Kingston out the other side, and those uh the heel or the the face lumberjacks do their job and they toss archer back in no <laughs> they toss kingston, kingston back in but kingston just for whatever reason decides <laughs> fuck it he rolls back out and just punches billy yeah. gunn and his son in the face <laughs> it's like what <laughs> what are you and doing it's a huge brawl when i watched I that i typed a note into my phone and was like this makes no sense mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like yeah. i choose to fight i was yeah. like what well, i hmm. okay fine whatever yeah, you want he Kingston. while there are everyone's fighting that's when archer does his giant oh yeah he, he does this like kaiju sized tope Onto yeah, everybody. just like sails over the top rope. It was pretty impressive looking. Oh, it's he's so agile for a big man. I know. That's like that's his, his thing. Does his, does his uh, Undertaker old school walk on the top rope, but then he ends it with a moonsault. Like what the heck, Archer? You're like seven feet tall. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So they then it cut to commercial. But when it comes back, Bunny jumps on Archer's back in the ring, mm-hmm. and she's like ripping at his eyes. And then he's just like, "I'm gonna hit you with the blackout. I don't give a shit." Yeah. But before he can do it, um, Kingston Kingston's, Kingston's able to shuriken him in the face for the save. 
And then mm-hmm. for some reason it cuts to Jake Roberts and he has already decked Angelico and they're both yeah, lying they're like on both the laying on yeah and like Arch, uh, uh, Jake says the thing you see wrestlers do like I'm okay you okay like touch it just made me laugh. I was like what the heck did Jake do <laughs> they didn't even show it they missed it yeah he's just like Jake Roberts killed a man and we didn't even <laughs> see it <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that it was a DDT yeah man if they missed a DDT though from Jake Roberts that would well because be he was on the ground and he was smiling. Yeah, no, it had to be a DDT, so. But, uh, but. He, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, he just, uh, but like, at that point, he's essentially, he's acting as the de facto leader of the face lumberjacks. <laughs> Whenever Archer would get thrown on the outside, he'd be like, let's get him, boys. And they'd run in and start fighting the heel lumberjacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, there. He, he was their leader waving the flag. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is the reason why yeah. he attacked Angelico just for shits. And yeah. then Butcher and Blade get get involved. They attack Archer, and they end up bringing a table into the ring. And then my favorite dudes in the world, Bear Country, run in. Yeah, um, Brer Bronson just uh, just spears Blade through the table, and he starts wailing on him. Brer Boulder in, runs in. Out him. He throws the they they move out uh, Butcher, so they get Butcher and the Blade out of there. And Bear Country going over huge in this one again, mm-hmm. not officially signed. I think that's like this is like one of those like any day now situations for these yeah, boys. Definitely got to be signed because I think even like Tiger Driver on Twitter said like, uh, "Congrats to Bear Country" because they've got to be signed now. Yeah, or something. Like there, that. There's no way they don't do that <laughs> with those guys. That was like that was um, Dynamite's introduction to Bear Country, and mm-hmm. I fucking love Bear Country. Yeah, and now I want a Bear Country versus Butcher and Blade feud. That'd be well. Excellent. This this is what I'm saying. They're doing that, but they're, they're also going to do Bear Country and Archer versus Kingston and Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that match is That'd fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be really good if they do. If they run this feud for a little bit, I make that shit an undercard at the at the uh, for Revolution. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be really good. I mean, I don't know that you can put it on the main card because um, Bear Country isn't even officially signed to a full time contract. So I don't know yeah. that you could put it anywhere other than the pre-show mm-hmm. okay but i digress because i'm not yeah. in this match so archer wins by uh stopping kingston on the top rope hitting him with for the blackout all right that's it <laughs> so he hits him for the blackout uh your thoughts oh i Bradley. liked it like just talking about it it was even more fun i i, I, I really like the chaotic nature of it i it was a little too chaotic but like jake roberts doing something and then kingston just attacking the uh, that's the kind of stuff i kind of like Sometimes this is batshit so. bat crazy. Yeah. I, just, I just wish it had a little more build. It, was just, the, yeah, it, was just, it seemed quick and random. And like, as soon as the match started, that guys were out on the floor just brawling. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. If they would have had him get thrown out a couple more times before the brawl started, then it would have. Yeah. For me, it, like three and a half. It's good. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven yeah, out of ten. for sure. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. And now they're one and one, right? Yes, they are. So yeah. they're 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 building to revolution for sure mm-hmm. for these guys. I'm sure they'll have some type of death match or they could have like a Texas death match or something. 
Yeah, I want to <laughs> see blood for those guys. I want to see blood. They'll, they'll they'll murder each other. All right, so FTR video. So this was this was fun. Um, so Cash and Tolly, the axe is there. Not axe. <laughs> Dax the axe is there. Uh, he didn't mm-hmm. speak, if I remember correctly. But Cash and Tolly, they're ranting about. I just remember Tolly going nuts during this promo. Oh yeah, he, he was like Tolly at his one. best. Uh, Cash yeah. starts, and then Tolly Tolly takes over, and they're talking about. They've had the deck stacked against them ever since they lost the titles, ever since they've been the number one contenders. Tully says that I've been banned from ringside. Tully and Cash were shackled to a literal dinosaur. He's like, <laughs> he's like, they've treated us like bad men. And they say, we're not, we're not bad men. But every once in a while, you have to think, what would a bad man do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And then as he says it, you can hear some rattling and some like muffled like whimpers and it mm-hmm. pans over and they roll out Marco stunt and he's like yeah. tied and duct taped to a chair and they've yeah. just kidnapped Marco stunt. <laughs> yeah, they just kidnapped Marco stunt. Little, poor little Marco who was portrayed as a child on this show. <laughs> so I was I like, know. okay, just child abduction. This is f- wild. Um, yeah. I mean, We're he's, going there. he's 23, so it's fine. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was like, "Oh goodness!" And I have to say that I really want them to do something just fucking terrible to Marco, because like uh, I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking back to last week where Luchasaurus looked like he was crucified up on <laughs> those ropes. Like that—that's what was so like disturbing for me about yeah. that. Like he oh, looked dead. Speaking of Luchasaurus, he didn't get a new mask. He just had like no, the he holes. had no horns. Yeah, <laughs> his horns were cut off, which I kind of like. I'm sure they'll. It's kind of like Hellboy. He'll get a new mask at some point, but he hasn't yet. That made me laugh. Yeah, he came. I out was with... kind of hoping he'd have like a bandage around his mask or something. <laughs> yeah, so poor little Marco is is uh, is mm-hmm. has been kidnapped, and I hope yeah. that they still have him next week. Yeah, me too. And that he, they've bludgeoned him a bit. Yeah, take him to the sucked, makeup get artist for a of week. Don Callis. Give him a few black yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then we have a good little vignette from Janella. And th- this is the Janella that I love. Oh, yeah. Um, he reminds Darcy that they have a long history of trying to kill each other. Um, he said that uh, he's going to come next week and the stakes are higher than they've ever been. He's going for the TNT Championship. And he says... The bad bad boy is going to show up, and I was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. this this is what we need from Janella." Just to the point, short and sweet. He's believable here. He wasn't too over the top. He wasn't too corny. Um, it reminded me of the amazing promo that he cut on John Moxley yeah. in that um, in that funeral home with the casket mm-hmm. before their unsanctioned mass, max yeah match uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And he looked awesome. He looked like he was going to be a star at that point. And then he's a star on the indies. And if you like, I am on record as him being one of my top five favorite wrestlers two years ago when he was on the indies and mm-hmm. in AW, he just hasn't connected. Yeah. Well, um, you remember at the beginning of AEW, like the first few pay-per-views, they'd always have like him and Darby and um, they, Jimmy Havoc. They had he's plans. no longer in the company. Yeah, they always had him in those crazy, like, 
hardcore matches to like mm-hmm. in the middle of the show to keep the crowd into it. That, so, yeah, they, they stopped had, doing those. Kind they of had things. plans for him. He was mm-hmm. he was one of their first signings. Like it, yeah. he, he and Pac, I think he was like their first big one, right? He yeah. and Pack were mm-hmm. at the initial unveiling of AEW, and it was the Bucks that wanted to sign him because they saw one of his old promos from CZW, and they're like, "That was mm-hmm. a that was an amazing creative promo." We haven't really seen yeah. that from him. We need, he's really good in videos. He's not great cutting promos in the ring. He can. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do it. But like he cuts real life promos from the heart, sort of like mm-hmm. Kingston, but yeah. like real life. Do you like about the Indies he, and shit like that? Yeah, him and Ki, uh, Kiss first got together. They had that really cool video package where like he was out smoking yes. and he got in the car with. That was so cool. They need to do more stuff like that with him. Yeah, no that that's the type of stuff that he does. Like mm-hmm. just real life cool vignettes. Yeah, like uh, he's never gonna be a major player, but like, he can be king of the mid card. I want, I would like to see him hold the TNT title at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. I love him because little... at some point, otherwise, at some point, he's gonna leave, and he's yep. just gonna go back to the Indies. Yeah, and which I mean, he's already on GCW all the time. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he's arguably gonna make more money there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I liked it. Next mm-hmm. week's going to be a bloodbath for that match. Yeah, I can't wait. They're going to kill each it's other. Gonna be great. It's going to be fucking mayhem. Okay, so I'm really uh, hitting the swear count this week. That's okay. Fuck. There we go. Okay. Ooh, this, la- this last yeah, now match. Yeah, we're to the meat, meat, meat of the show. Pack, Phoenix, and Moxley versus, and I put it here again, Bullet Club. Yeah, they had like a... Which is... Their own bullet club theme and everything. Yeah, they had they had their own bullet club theme. Um yeah, Mikey Ruckus was talking about on Twitter how uh how he wrote the theme and he was really excited. And like right at the end of them being out there it was just like Wait, that wasn't Kenny's theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, because you could hear uh Carl and Doc over the song, like the good brothers and stuff like that. And it was like what? So I actually maybe want to go back and listen to that, see if it has any like references to the Bullet Club in it. But what were your expectations for going into this one? Uh, they were super high because all six of these guys are excellent workers at the top of their game right now. And I knew that it was going to be very good. This exceeded my expectations. It was excellent. I loved how quick and frenetic it was. It was, it was a lot of fun. I just remember sitting there watching halfway through it, like this match is nuts, man. Yeah, the, this match was this match was bonkers. It was another uh, P, PWG feeling, like yes. when we talked about the Bucks. One thousand percent, one thousand percent. It it man, was. Uh, they got to get. We've talked about Ray Phoenix at the beginning, but they got to get him in more single stuff, man. He is just a treat to watch. He's phenomenal. He and Pack. This was probably some some of the best work I've seen them do mm-hmm. i mean aside from pack's matches with uh kenny and his yeah, last which they match, referenced those on commentary too yeah they oh my god pack and phoenix were packs or i mean phoenix specifically but pack had some moments as well like just mm-hmm. watching these guys you're just like i don't know how human beings can move like this yeah <laughs> and at sure. such speeds all right so i'm gonna break down some of the i'm gonna break this out as best as i can because this mm-hmm. match was wild, and if it 
if it, the connective tissue doesn't sound like it makes sense, it's because it, it was just so fast. Yeah, so, so fast it's hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, so it starts where uh, Pack and Phoenix come out at the side, and they're waiting by that side entrance that Moxley often comes out, and then Moxley comes out, and they're, they're walking down from the side beside the crowd, mm-hmm. and they just look like the ultimate badasses. And yeah. I'm just like, right here, I'm just like, okay, yeah, now Pack's a face. Mm-hmm. Like uh, at this point, or just like the Moxley anti-heel, anti-heel, anti-hero. Yeah. That's the anti-hero. word I'm looking for. Tweener. Okay. Yeah. So then they get in there and at first it's Pack and Anderson. They start off. They're just going back and forth with Pack. Um, gets the better of Anderson. Anderson retreats, tags and gallows. And then Pack's like, okay, you're going to face our heater. He tags in Moxley and those two are going at it. And Moxley's getting the better of him. And it really, it really picks up. And Kenny and Pack get in there, and they're not in there for very long. They just give us a quick mm-hmm. flurry before Pack hits this beautiful rolling German, where he like springboards Kenny off the ropes into this mm-hmm. German, and I just squealed. Yeah, like, and yeah. then again, Kenny just retreats. Chicken shit, Kenny's like, "Oh fuck, I'm out of here. Enough of this guy. He's mm-hmm. killed me before. He ripped my rotator cuff." So then, yeah, and then Pack tags in Moxley again, and Moxley just goes one on three for like felt like 10 minutes and he's Mm -hmm. and this is the problem because he operates as a lone wolf and this and he it's going well for him at first but then they get the better of him and and don hallis don hallis don callis pointed this (laughs) out where he points out on commentary uh that fucking what's his name John Moxley is he's a, he says he's a lone wolf um this is where he gets into trouble he's not used to wrestling in tag teams and and right here I noted this cuz I was like this is so interesting because we know in WWE Dean Ambrose is most famous for being with the shield yeah as being the opposite of a lone wolf mm-hmm. as for being at his best when he was with his two buddies yeah. So I like the completely complete different identities that they have made from that. I thought like that's super cool that like no, you look at John Moxley now and you're like, no, he's a singular lone wolf badass. It's mm-hmm. it's completely different. Anyway, back to the match. So they managed to keep Mox isolated for an extended period of time, which is basically just a commercial break. Yeah. And then Eventually, Mox is able to get to Phoenix, and Phoenix just runs wild. In particular, he hits this one massive springboard reversed headbutt on Gallows. I swear to God, he was 25 feet in the air. He was floating. He's like Spider-Man. And he connects with his head right into Gallows' head, knocks Mm -hmm. him him right out. Um, And then eventually, he and Pac do these tandem Yuhara moonsaults onto the floor, which was very, which to me was very reminiscent of Kenny and Kota Ibushi of mm-hmm. Golden Lovers, and I don't think that's a mistake. No, it's not. I was like, I've seen that spot about five or six mm-hmm. times from Kenny and Kota. Yeah. Specifically. The Golden Triangle, I think is what they called it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. That, that was always mm-hmm. one of my favorite things they did. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Kenny caught Phoenix while he was uh, walking the ropes. And 
and draped him. He was so he's caught on the ropes, and he just was a, a snapdragon from oh, the man, top that rope. Was brutal. Like that was brutal. I was like, <laughs> again, I squealed. I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> oh no, this is brutal. Yeah. And then everyone just starts exchanging each other's moves. Kenny yeah. hits a paradigm shift on Moxley. Moxley hits a gun stun on Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, mixed into that, Pack hits a hits the black arrow to break up a pinfall. Um, yeah. And then in the it's... end, they finally hit the magic killer on Phoenix after a brutal spine buster. He hit yeah. the Arn Anderson spine buster. Yeah. I always say whenever he does it, if your last name's going to be Anderson, you got to be able to hit a pretty good uh, spine buster. And for me, like in AEW, the Good Brothers have just recaptured their New Japan self. Mm-hmm. They haven't had that since they left Japan. Mm-hmm. Like to the point, like I first yeah. saw, like I wasn't back watching wrestling when they were in Japan. Yeah. So I I saw them in WWE and people are all they're like oh the Good Brothers are here the club is here this is so exciting and I was watching I was like really these guys yeah what about these guys and then I went back and I watched their New Japan stuff afterwards when I caught on and I was like oh my goodness yeah it's like these guys are unreal is, Carl Anderson is a severely underrated wrestler he is so good. So good. He's been to the finals of the G1 Cup twice, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how good he is. He is so good. Yeah, so I gave this match four and a half stars. Just nope, a me too. fucking mm-hmm. blast. Yeah, eh. lots of fun. It was hard to keep up, but that's what I liked. When you get these six guys, that's what you you expect. And yes, so I guess that wraps it up for this week. Yeah. Oh, wait, one more thing. <laughs> yeah, I think totally one more thing to send. So, gosh. So, yeah, so Archer runs out then. (laughs) No, so there's there's an assault. The the assault Mm -hmm. keeps happening. They're beating down the faces. But then Archer's music hits. (laughs) He he runs out. He obliterates the faces. And I'm sort of like, what's going on? I think I I remember in that big brawl a couple weeks ago, the Good Brothers attacked Archer. So now he's just going out there to attack them. I don't know. <laughs> he's just taking them out. And Kenny's lying on the ground. He's lying in the ring. And Moxley crawls over to him and he stands over, stands over to him and he's smiling. He's like, ah, he's like, we got you. And then there's like a flash. This little dude runs out from the side wearing a mask and a hat, just <laughs> clocks Moxley, takes off the mask, takes off the hat, and it is fucking Kenta. Yeah, I'm Kenta motherfuckers. That's Kenta from Lindsay. Bullet Club, Bullet Club, the of, official Bullet Club is here from yeah, New Japan. There is a real official Bullet Club shirt on yeah. AEW worn by an official Bullet Club member. Um, the gives gives Moxley the go to sleep. Yep, picks him up, hits him with the go to sleep. Excalibur says on the uh, on the air, he says. Has the break in the Bullet Club finally been fixed? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Dawn is cackling, and I—I I swear to God, I—I I jumped out of my seat. My slippers went flying. I almost flipped mm-hmm. my coffee table. Yeah, my wife thought I hurt myself because I yelled, "Oh fuck!" They're doing. <laughs> I woke up my girlfriend. <laughs> um, 
Like, I had to rewind it afterwards because I missed everything that they said. Because I was just <laughs> jumping up and down, trying not to hit my head on the ceiling because we have low ceilings yeah. here. Um, I was losing my mind because I, as much as I wanted this to happen, like, I, I knew, well, we knew Moxley was going to go face Kenta, but they had <laughs> never been allowed to actually acknowledge within kayfabe that new japan was in the same world yeah moxley has never been able to come out there with the title they've never mentioned that he had that title and mm-hmm. that's the I, iwgp u.s title now they now they're doing that there's a oh he's here to get the title and yeah he knows the briefcase to face moxley for his uh, iwgp u.s title and stuff like that Don is cackling on commentary. Kenny's grinning like a madman. Don is saying, "Oh, why does this always happen when we're here? Why does this always happen when we're on the air?" <laughs> and so yeah. for me, he knows something. It's revealed that yeah. Kenny afterwards. It's revealed that Kenny doesn't know because they they did one of their um, social media exclusives where it shows. Kenny running up to Kenta outside in the parking lot afterwards. Brother Kenta, brother Kenta. He's a, brother Kenta, brother Kenta. He said, uh, Jay White didn't tell me uh, that he was sending reinforcements. He, he, says, uh, he says, welcome to welcome to the American Club. And uh, he throws up the two suite and Kenta doesn't do it. And Kenta's smiling. And as soon as he does that, his face drops and he says, shut the fuck up. He's like, I'm not here for you. I'm here to to fight John Moxley and he walks off mm-hmm. and then Kenny's just like oh oh okay oh, I'll take it I'll take it and then yeah he walks up he's like, he's like you're the social media guy he walks up to the camera he, he says tell Coney or tell Coney my god tell Tony <laughs> that uh, he's like to book a match with Kenta and me against Archer and and Moxley He's, but he's like, oh, I guess you can't sanction a match with Kenta, so why don't you make it an unsanctioned match? Why don't you make it a lights-out match for next week? Next week, we are getting Kenta and Kenny on the same team against yeah. Moxley and Archer. In a and I lights-out, falls-count-anywhere match. That's going to be wild. That's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, we get New Japan Kenta in AEW. That is mm-hmm. wild. We we had everybody from both companies tweeting back and forth. Um, yeah, Tomatonga retweeted. Emoji. Tomatonga retweeted that video and called uh, Kenta and G. Uh, called Kenta and G. Said he just told the man to shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Kenny just blew the hinges off the forbidden door. Yeah, yeah. The Forbidden Door is gone, blown up. It is and like I think Dave Meltzer said that it's official. They have a working relationship. So, Ooh, girl, mm-hmm. I can't wait. That's how. Because um, I guess New Japan's really wanted Mox versus Kinta. Yeah. So Tony Khan is like, well, we could do that, but we're gonna have to do more than just that. Like he wanted a working relationship with them, so they they agreed to it. The talent wants it. If the talent wants, wants it. it, then you got to do it. The fans want it. The fans mm-hmm. want uh, want Kenny. Mm-hmm. When Kenny went back to do a match with DDT, he sold it out. 
So the yeah. Japanese fans want Kenny. Oh, they love him over there. But I love that um, that Kenta is representing OG Bullet Club. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, fuck you, you left. He just made me laugh. He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Kenta told Kenny Omega to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> if we get we can get Kenny versus Kenta, that'll be excellent too. Kenta never speaks English. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, talk about some Maki Ito shit right there. Mm-hmm. Oh the my god, up. we are gonna have to put a warning for all the swearing on this. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to be on our podcast this week. But oh well, we're gonna have to what? No, whenever you cuss a lot, there's an e that pops up by the podcast thing for explicit. Oh, we have that always. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I, I put that on there. I put that on. Oh, okay. There. Yeah, but oh man, this is—I've been buzzing ever since. Like Twitter's been a buzz. It's been nothing but positive. I just love it when cool stuff happens, and this is cool. This is the most like this is John Moxley level excitement. Like when John Moxley came over to AEW, this mm-hmm. is that level of excitement, and. It doesn't matter what happened earlier in the episode. This episode is golden for me. Oh, yeah. This no. episode gets five stars for me because of the, yeah. well, the the announcement of all the women and then Kinta showing up. I will take another Miro wedding mm-hmm. just to experience this. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's it's going to be nuts seeing Kinta next week. It's going to lead. Like, we, I tweeted out on our Twitter, give me what I want, AEW New Japan of... Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston. Like, I need that tomorrow. Like, I just, uh, I'm not, I can't, like, my brain can't process everything that I want. I want Angelico versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah. That'll be a technical marvel. I want El Phantasmo versus, who the fuck do I want El Phantasmo versus? Someone who likes to kick. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want just... uh, Lij versus Team Taz. Oh my I god! Want, I want Shooter Umaharo back with Moxley. That's what I really want. Shooter. Yeah. Hopefully, Shooter's back from the UK. That's where he was on yeah. excursion. Yeah, I know. They should just bring him back to AEW and just have him and Moxley team up again because that was like when Moxley did that in New Japan. He he had a match against him. We've talked about young boys before. Mm-hmm. Shooter was a young boy. And Mox beat him so bad, he carried him to the back and just kind of made him his ward. He's like, all right, you're coming with me. And like, <laughs> dude, they were just best friends after that. <laughs> made him wear the Moxley jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got super over, too. He carried around his U.S. title for him and stuff. It was awesome. He he made Shooter. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because yeah, so he's the, the son of Red Shoes, right? Yeah, the referee. Yeah, New Japan's head referee. Why is, his, why is Shooter's last name Umino and Red Shoes' last name uh, Red Shoes Uno. Uno. Uh, wrestling? I have no idea. It's weird. Yeah. Because they acknowledge just... that they were father and son, but they have last, mm-hmm. different last names. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, is, it was just so wild to see mm-hmm. Kenta in the Bullet Club shirt standing yeah. over John Moxley on AW. Yeah. I... <sighs> this, this is it. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's happening, man. We're gonna we're gonna get AEW in G ones. We're gonna get AEW in New Japan Cups. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get. I'm sure we'll get 
people when they do the like the um, dynamite battle royals and the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that stuff will get New Japan people over there or over here. We're gonna see Lance Archer reunite with Suzuki Goon. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's what I was trying to hint at earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Archer doesn't. I guess he's kind of doing with Bear Country, but he doesn't really have a team to go against all these other teams. Mm-hmm. But he does back in Japan, and he's even tweeted out that Suzuki sent him a new tracksuit and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. One thousand percent. And uh, at one point, I can't remember when it was, but there is a GIF or just a picture of uh, Minoru Suzuki saying, "You're not the only one with issues with John Moxley," <laughs> and he's, I guess, talking to Kenta. Yeah, yeah, because they had their rivalry. That was like Moxley's last big New Japan rival mm-hmm. was because he was supposed to face after he finished with. Uh, Suzuki, he's going to face Zack Sabre Jr., but then all the lockdown stuff happened. Oof, that would have been good. So. I love <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. now. <laughs> I, I didn't love him at first, but he has really grown on me. Yeah, I like him a lot. And then uh, I hope we get, like, Butcher and the Blade and, like, World Tag League, stuff like that. I want I want uh, Uno and Grayson there so badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah oh, uh, uh, Uno tweeted want... out they he wants... Dark Order versus Lij, which would be really good too. I want Hobbs versus Cobb. Oh man, yes, yes. <laughs> I want Cage versus Cobb again because that was yes. an awesome rivalry in in PWG, which was uh, Cage's team with Mike Elgin. <laughs> don't the like him. Fucking machines. Yeah, don't like Michael Elgin, but that was a cool no, team. No, no. Versus mm-hmm. Matt Riddle, don't like him anymore, and yeah. Cobb. Which was the altered bros, mm-hmm. which oh, I wish, I wish I still liked Matt Riddle, but um, me too, because that was a cool oh. team. Yeah, hey, golly man, this is just so exciting. And then next yeah, week just we look at looking at this match graphic for next week. It's a Falls mm-hmm. Count Anywhere match. Anything goes, and John Moxley's holding up the IWGP U.S. title in yeah, this graphic. They even have it listed over his name. Yeah, no, he uh th- this is this is the shit that excites me cuz now it they are in the same kayfabe. Mm-hmm. It's not they don't exist in different realms. They could never acknowledge until yesterday that he was the uh US the champion. US. Yeah. He never came out with the belt. It adds so much gravitas to him to be able to come out with that other belt. Mm-hmm. Now he can do that. You've seen what it does for for the good brothers to come out with even just the impact belt. And yeah. honestly, I don't give a shit about impact, mm-hmm. but it makes them look like badasses. Yeah. They have the belt over with Kenny's belt on the table displayed mm-hmm. by the timekeeper. And you can see it in their matches. Like it's, it's cool. And the new Japan belts are the prettiest belts in the world. I'm the AW guy and fuck new Japan yeah. belts are awesome. They yeah, look the, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. They, they look like, like a championship belt. Like when you think of a championship belt, that's usually what the IWGP belts look like. And just this match next week. Oh, like, man. Oh geez. Like, Kenta doesn't want to be in there with Kenny. Like this match is going to devolve. Yeah. And uh, we may see Suzuki Kun next week. Yeah, I hope so. And uh, Moxley won the title, the IWGP US title off of Archer in New Japan. So, I mean, they, they don't, they're probably not going to get along either. This match is going to turn into a four-way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, that's such an exciting match. I can't believe we're mm-hmm. getting this match next week. This know, is a like pure Christmas. New Japan match. Yep, if you look yep. at it, this is New Japan <laughs> yeah. last year. Or mm-hmm. yeah. Holy yeah, last year. Holy God. Yeah. I cannot wait. Me either. It's funny because when you look at the rest of the card, the matches that were announced before that match was was Chris Jericho and MJF versus the acclaimed. You're like, okay. Then you have uh, Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson versus Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. I'm like, huh? What? Okay. I don't get it. Yeah. Fair enough. Cesar Bononi, he's from NXT, right? He is. He's good. Because that name sounds familiar. I yeah. like him. He's been on Dark a lot. Mm-hmm. He's good. They they have. He's another guy that they kind of have plans for. They've kept him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the Lumberjack match. He, mm-hmm. He's pretty tall, it seemed like. This match seems like it's stemmed from that? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I don't well, understand the if, point. Anyways, Lee Johnson will, is finally getting to win because there's no way Peter Avalon oh, and Caesar. You're right. That's going to be his first win. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Then we have Darby versus Janela, which is going to be great. But if yeah. you looked at those three matches normally, you'd be like, "Oh, this is a weak. Yeah, this is a weak card." Slow. And then yeah. you look at that main event. And oh fucking my, my my pants just blow. it's like my it pants looks like Photoshop <laughs> like yeah it looks like a like a fake Photoshop that somebody put on Reddit like oh man can you imagine this match <sighs> yeah <laughs> I I have said for since the start of AW I wanted more strong style in AW mm-hmm. I have since I have said since the start of AW that I wanted more strikers in AW. And Everything yeah. that I want in AEW is Kenta. Yeah, yes, Kenta will give you strong style and strikes, and he'll take someone's head off. It's going to be nuts. I want, I want friggin' the Stone Pitbull versus Kingston. Oh my God, Ishii versus Kingston. Oh jeez, I want Shingo versus Kenny. We never saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just bring me Shingo Takagi over. He's like one of my. He's like my favorite New Japan wrestler. So just bring him over, and I'll be happy. Oh my. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've... I, I don't even really know what else to say. Other yeah, than that's just it. I'm just going to keep saying Jesus over and over, so yeah. we better we better stop. We've. It's almost been two hours. We've. Oh, my God, is it? Oh, yeah. no. It's an exciting week. I knew this one was going to be... It's fine. Long. It's worth it. Yeah, it's a, it was a big episode. Half the episode is only really is two big fuck. things that happened. <laughs> Besides two good matches, but like two big news things happened. But... And, all we needed yeah this is exciting this is as excited as i've been for wrestling since the start of aw so good shit all right yeah this this is probably as as excited i yeah since the start of aw or when moxley uh came to uh new japan because i thought he was just going to show up in uh aw but then when he showed up in new japan too i was like oh wow yeah it's a it's a thing Mm mm-hmm Oh boy. All right. So next week we will be in a post Kenta having a match in AW World. Yes. We'll probably be just as excited. Oh, that that's such fun news hearing uh Dave Meltzer say that that there is a working relationship beyond yeah. this. Yep. Yeah, they have they're going to have a relationship now, so we are We knew it was going to happen eventually. I just didn't think it was going to happen this fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with their relationship, New Japan's relationship with Ring of Honor. But, oh well. Hey, maybe this mends that fence too. Yeah, it could. could. Also, maybe they just don't care about Ring of Honor anymore. That's true. 
I mean, any company working together, I'm happy with. Oh, so. I mean, they st- they've been using Ring of Honor as of like a week ago. Brody King's mm-hmm. on New Japan Strong yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh man, bring Brody King over to AEW. And like New Japan uses MLW guys. New Japan, like Danny Limelight's on with both companies. That's mm-hmm. maybe why Danny Limelight's just been like, I'm fine to just keep appearing on both because <laughs> yeah, I'll keep on because both he knew shit was happening. Mm-hmm. He probably yeah. knew. Yeah, New, J- New Japan's strong. It's it's pretty much like the, just their indie showcase show. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's it's cool just to see their LA dojo. Mm-hmm. Just it's like the LA dojo showcase. Yeah. Ooh, well, actually, news. Other news happened today. Sorry, I should say this. Um, New Japan announced their oh, yeah. weekly show, which is going to be starting, I don't know when, I think maybe in March? Or, no. Oh, on the 10th, week. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's next week. They will be having a show on the Roku app, mm-hmm. slash Roku And if channel. you don't have the Roku app, there's an app you can download for it. So On your computer, I think. You can watch yep. it. It's on the iPhone, too. iPhone okay, and cool. uh, Android phones, too. Yeah, so it it'll be free. People can just watch that. I have it on my yeah, TV, a, so I'm excited. Um, it's yeah, probably it's going to be probably like a breakdown show. Like, well, they'll show matches that happened throughout the week in New yeah, Japan. That's, when they were on Axis, that's what their Axis show was. It was I'm, just like a pretty much highlights of the week. I'm fine with that, though, because um, yeah. I only really want to watch the top matches from New Japan Strong or the top matches from their Road to whatever pay-per-view they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Like an hour of New Japan for free. I just had to, I just unsubbed from New Japan World because of the pandemic. I had too many subscriptions to mm-hmm. too many streaming services that I wasn't watching. So yeah. Shudder had to take the axe and so did New Japan, sadly. I just yeah. saw that I wasn't watching New Japan enough to warrant paying monthly for it. I got you. I'll, I usually tell you when there's good stuff. Yeah, so you, you tell me when there's good it. stuff and I watch it, which mm-hmm. is Dickinson right now. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, man, he could show up. <laughs> yes, he could. Oh, <laughs> I, I was I was holding back on that one because it's like he, I don't even know if he's officially signed with New Japan, but now we can get Dickinson again in my in my precious AEW. Mm-hmm. My precious Dickinson in my precious AEW. Yes. I love, I love Chris daddy. Dickinson so much. His too, his so debut good. on New Japan Strong was one of the best debuts I've ever seen. Yeah. He chopped those Regal brothers so hard, he broke the skin mm-hmm. on one of those guys. He was bleeding. Anyways, let, let's save it for next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll end it here. This is, we're at two hours and two minutes. Yes. So. But it was exciting times. I'm glad we got to talk about it. I had fun. See ya next week. See ya.